The Rod and Staff podcast comes out of the host's passion for Christ and his church. It exists to encourage a deeper engagement with issues that pertain to doctrine and life. Check us out at rodandstaff.org. Welcome back to this episode of the Rod and Staff podcast. I'm your host, Jason, along with my co-host, Roger. And uh, we're back to uh, talk about anger, Roger. Um, We've had some angry listeners and they've called us out. And so we want to uh, have one more episode at least to to push back on them. No, that's not exactly (laughs) right. Uh, But this is a topic that we've covered for a couple of weeks and we think we can cover for a, a couple more important aspects of this theme and topic of anger and how we deal with anger. Uh, Roger, let's do a little bit of recap, if you don't mind, um, as we're getting back into the topic of anger, let's, let's go back to the definition. What, what is anger? And, uh, this time we want to think through how we would deal with particular scenarios, but let's start with a definition again. What is anger? Yeah. Last time we gave a couple of definitions, um, from David Powelson and Ed, not Ed Welch, Robert Jones, um, and the two definitions we used was the active displeasure towards something that's important enough to care about. And then also anger is a whole person response of a negative moral judgment against perceived evil. Uh, in other words, uh, anger is making a judgment about something. Something is wrong. And not only is something wrong, but in your whole person, you're responding to it. And that response is usually negative uh, when we're talking about uh, anger. Right. Right. So when you say whole person response, um, what do you, what do you mean by whole person response? So looking at ourselves as body, soul creatures, um, that there is a physical response. So it's not just we're angry inside, we're angry in our our heart, our thoughts, but we feel anger. We could, uh, you know, we can become loud. We could uh, become red in our face. So there's a physical, it's a whole body. It's not just I'm angry. It's no, I'm angry in that. And you feel it and you see it. So it's expressive, even if it doesn't come out in a hot explosion, It's still expressive when you clam up in the way that you now pull back and don't speak to somebody. So that's still that whole person responding to it. It's such an interesting uh, emotion that we go through when, uh, when we're wrestling with it. Yeah. It's not, in other words, it's not like uh, you just have this thought that crosses your mind. Oh, I didn't like that. And you move on. Mm -hmm. Right. Anger doesn't allow you to move on. You don't, anger doesn't, allow you to say, well, that, that didn't matter very much. It's okay. I'll move on. Anger has this, like you said, whole person response to something that you think has been done in some ways against you or has mm-hmm. caused you displeasure. It's kept something from you that you wanted. Okay. Um, I think often is the case. I wanted that. I didn't get it. Now I'm angry and upset. Uh, we, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, dealing with anger and, and what, what anger looks like. Uh, you you have some uh, interesting uh, guidance from one of your favorite authors, David Paulison, on the issue of dealing with our anger and some questions that we can ask ourselves to think through our anger in a in a helpful way. 
And uh, did you want to just kind of walk us through some of that? Yeah. So in his book he wrote, it was called Good and Angry. He wrote this a couple of years ago. Uh, it was a, a very good work on anger because it looked at anger in a different way. It wasn't just looking at the expressions of anger or defining anger, but it was really thinking through what's going on when we're angry. You know, what are we thinking about? And so he, he had eight questions that he went through to think about an incident of anger and kind of walking through to both expose what's going on in the heart, but then also pointing toward how do you seek help for it? How do you, how do you go really to the Lord uh, for help with it? And so I thought those questions were helpful. And I think we were talking about earlier, uh, going through an example and just kind of walking through those questions with a situation and see if we can uh, pull out some help for, for our own hearts and those who are listening, just to think about anger in a deeper way than just saying, okay, we all get angry and uh, it's okay, or trying to justify our anger or feeling guilty yeah. and bad and not doing anything, but really thinking about what's, what's going on uh, in those situations. Yeah, what's going on and, and how can we insightfully think through and process our anger or those moments that typically cause us anger mm-hmm. and maybe by God's grace, we, we won't have to fall into the trap of anger if we continue to process it the right way. Uh, again, uh, by God's grace and uh, set aside and set apart, excuse me, by his, uh, his grace and gospel, mm-hmm. we know we can't do this on our own. Uh, this isn't something we're going to conjure up, but this is some helpful guidance. Well, why, why don't you start us out by giving us an example that we can talk through with those eight questions. Yeah, we talked about earlier about a very non-controversial topic, so we can keep this very neutral. Nobody will get upset at us, send us any angry comments. So we chose the topic of wearing masks during this time because we know know, there's no problems with that with most people who are... Yeah, very neutral topic, Roger. I'm going to pretend that you came up with the topic. Uh, so that if we get hate mail, that goes directly to Roger by Ramian <laughs> at no. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, look, let's be honest. This is a great yes. example. Uh, I think we've all experienced some level of angst because of masks, whether it's because <laughs> we don't want to wear them or because we wish everyone would wear them. So I think yes. uh, probably all of us can, can relate to yeah. this topic. And our intention is not to... Uh, cause any anger or, or cause frustration, but it's a topic. It's a, it's a really, I think a a good practical here. We are now uh, at the end of this pandemic, Lord willing, um, a good way of looking at at this topic of anger. So, So masks. Okay. Which, which version, what are we looking at? Are we saying those who are upset that we're wearing masks? Uh, Yes. If if we're going to talk about, uh, anger. Let's think about uh, those who are are responding in anger. So, what is the situation? That's really the first question: is yeah. what's the situation? And what's so interesting? I don't know about you, but I found that it's changed a lot. That there were different seasons. There were times like, okay, I'm really upset. Why do I have to wear this? And then there's times of, okay, I get it. We need to do it. And so it's changed a lot. And then even thinking about that, you know, anger is about something we're getting upset over 
this order that's been placed upon us that we have to wear masks, whether it's masks at uh, the grocery store, it's at church, it's at work, it's outside, (laughs) it's everywhere, right? I mean, we've had all these orders where it's just one after another. And then, you know, you get to the height of it and they say, okay, if you're in your own home and there's somebody else there, you may need to wear a mask. And you just think, okay, the situation is on everybody, but it, it comes in different contexts. It comes with different flavors for each person. The yeah. situations can look different. For example, you may be mandated to wear it all day at work. Yeah. Or you may not have to, but you have to wear it when you go to the grocery store. So the situations may be different, mm-hmm. um, but it's all there for each of us. So if we think about it in, in our uh, typical day, If we're running errands right now, at least where we live in LA, uh, we still have the mandate in every store. You have to put on a mask in order to go in to the store. Look, I have to drop my daughter off at school Mm -hmm. and I have to get out of the car. We're outside. Okay. And I'm told as I'm walking her to the line where she's going to go down and, and get her temperature checked and everything, which of course we don't think makes a difference to check your temperature, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. But uh, I still am told that I have to wear a mask as I'm doing that. Mm -hmm. So what's the situation in my situation? It's I I have to wear a mask even outdoors, um, knowing that it's completely pointless to wear a mask outdoors. Oh, did I say that? Sorry. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Completely pointless um, to wear it outdoors because I'm keeping my distance. I'm not too close to him, but So, yeah, so that's the situation. So that's the first question, right? Mm -hmm. What's the situation? Kind of lay it out there in in clarity with some clarity. What's the next question that we ought to ask ourselves? So this is interesting. How do I react? But think about it. In the midst of describing the situation, there's already (laughs) a reaction, isn't there? We're We're a little bit facetious. We're a little bit sarcastic. We're a little bit judgmental. We're upset. (laughs) <laughs> Good. I'm, yeah, so glad that you could use me as an example. <laughs> I, I did all of those things, didn't I? I mean, I used sarcasm, you was facetious, and clearly have an opinion on the matter and judge yeah. those who put the mandate out there. Yeah. I did all of those things. So that's how I reacted. <laughs> and it's natural, right? You don't yeah. have you're not thinking. It, it's just coming out that yeah. that's a natural part of how it, it comes out and looks in our life. And it looks different as we talked about it. It can look different in each of us. But do you feel a sense that even in your own uh, physical that you feel something even as you're talking about it? That you're feeling uh, a less, little less now, but yeah. definitely <laughs> earlier during the pandemic. Uh, yeah. You know, I certainly had a lot more feeling um and and angst or anger frustration and and yeah there was a whole person response mm-hmm. uh, we're a little bit you know closer to the end we think and so maybe that's why i'm not having that same visceral response yeah. to these things but yeah we react i i react um what i what i so let me ask you this question as we're thinking through this so what is my situation how do i react that's the second mm-hmm. question does that how do i react um can that include something like when I notice the anger, I react by trying to settle down 
or is that something that will come later on in the course of the questions that we're going to ask? I think it'll come later on. This is more of the natural reactions. Are you blowing up? Are you clamming up? What's going on in your mind? What are you thinking about? How are you feeling inside? How is your physical body uh, responding to it? But, you know, looking at this whole person response, anger isn't just an emotion. We yeah. do anger. We yeah. all do anger differently. Some of us are very alike in how we do it, but we all do anger. And so this is, what, you know, what's coming out? Is this, is this helpful? Is this not helpful? Is it constructive? Oftentimes, it seems that anger just makes us stew. We're, yeah. just, we're just stewing in ourselves or maybe we're venting to another person. I know I did that to my wife a lot, just venting over yeah. those times of, are you kidding me? Are they yeah. really asking, we, do we really have to do this? And then I'd even get judgmental over others. You know, when we're driving, it's like there's a person in another car by themselves. Yeah. I really don't think something's going to jump between the window and, and, and infect them. But, you know, again, that, that's the response is coming out of us. Yeah. It, it's interesting, too, that our responses are shaped. And we're, they're learned by, you know, how we've even grown up, our family, our friends, we do it together and we do it like those were around. So are you indicting my parents too? Is that what you're trying to say here? <laughs> that, well, I, 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 anyway, okay. We, we, I don't we, think <laughs> I've ever seen your dad get angry. So it's all your fault. Don't okay. blame your parents. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll, I'll try not to. Okay. So my initial reaction, uh, back in March or April, whenever it was, let's say when, yeah. the, or maybe it was later May, I don't know when the mask mandate came out and we're like, okay, everyone's got to wear it. Yeah. Yeah. Was this, this stewing frustration, anger? How dare they? Yeah. Right. How dare they? And so what's the next question we ask? The next question is the million dollar question. What are my motives? Hmm. Why am I getting angry? what's the quick answer because they're doing this to me exactly that's what we all say <laughs> naturally because they we because always they. point we that's point right. the finger yep. because they did something but we forget that they can't jump inside of our heart and make us respond the way we're doing they can never control our response that people can instigate and be uh those who are uh, helping bring out what's already there, but they're not the ones who are the natural or the real cause, the real causes within our heart. So since it's not they, wh what are our motives? And when I think about this and I think about my own heart and talking to others, it's really go into this. Why are we so upset that we are being told that we have to wear a mask you know, in the different situations, grocery store, church, work, in our cars. Yeah. Um, why are we so upset? So, you know, I'll give a couple that I think are common, we might relate with is they're infringing upon our rights. Who are you to tell me what I am allowed to do? Right. We're Americans. We have rights, you know. You can't right. you can't tell me to wear a mask. It's it's my body, it's my health. Mm -hmm. What if I don't want it? Right. And then um, comfort level, I, yep. this is uncomfortable. It's hard to breathe in this. Yep. It's hard to sing. Maybe that's good for, for some of us. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. It could be. Um, 
so so yeah the, the rights definitely the comfort is another one mm-hmm. um i think there's a fear factor okay uh that motivates my anger at times or, mm. or what what initially motivated my reaction to masks and some of the mandates the fear of uh letting these people Mm. in in quotes control me Mm. or what, where is this going to head? Where is it going to lead to? What's it going to lead to? And so, you know, we talk about conspiracy theories and things, but, but really our minds, uh, some of our minds do wander in that direction. And there was a fear, uh, fear response um, in me. I, I don't trust those leaders and what are they trying to get at? Right. Mm-hmm. So it was a, my, my reaction of anger is somewhat out of fear. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a fear of what could be next. What about these wants, these desires, these beliefs that are motivating us inside? You think about, about what we believe. I don't believe these are helpful. Mm. These don't really do anything. That's a common thing we've heard, right? I don't right. believe these are helpful. And they, that they actually do anything. Yeah. And, and the best, uh, and maybe this falls into the response, but, you know, somebody taking off their mask and, and just saying, I hate wearing this stupid thing. Yeah. They're revealing, you know, it's, it's centered around self again, right? What, what I want inside. Yeah. And, and our judgment of the situation, right. Our own rationality, reasoning, um, I, I know some have tried to to make a biblical case one way or the other um, for it, and sometimes I think we read into Scripture what we want it to say to justify mm-hmm. our frustrations or angers yeah. or motivations. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of self in these uh, in these reactions. What about control? I want to be in control. Yeah, the government shouldn't be in control. I want to be in control of my situation right now. Mm-hmm. I'm the, I'm the boss of my life. You can't tell me what to do. What about even in the church context? You, you think there's any differences with, you know, we, we've had to tell people in our church and we've worn the mask for quite a while now inside uh, the church. Yeah. Yeah, I think, the, I think control, I, I really think fear plays a role in that one. Not fear as in fear they're going to get sick. Obviously, it's the opposite. Yeah. It's, it's fear of, it's, it's all those things that we talked about, losing their rights, losing their control, uh, leading to something worse and bigger, especially, you know, uh, let's be honest, there's been eschatological thinking going on, right? A lot of people <laughs> thinking that we're in the end times with this and, you know, I'm afraid of the vaccine. Why? Because I might be taking a microchip that is actually the, the mark of the beast and that's going to, so fear um fear uh, of losing control etc i think these are big big motivations yeah. of the heart i think you're hitting on something really important when you think of fear and and we'll hit we'll come back to that in, mm-hmm. in later questions so so what's what's next so it's what's my situation yeah how do i react what are my motives then what so what are the consequences and in other words what trying to get at with this question is what happens uh, when we're responding this way? You know, what could come about in our life? So do we start to be shaped by a bad attitude? Do we start to become very judgmental? 
are we hard to be around? Mm. Don't ask our wife sometimes if we're hard to be around. <laughs> are yeah. we shaping other people with our, with our responses? Are we instigating others who may be not feeling that way where, you know, you should be angry too. You mm. need to be upset about this and you need to fight against the government control. And we start to, to share these views that are ours on others. And we're allowing this to now shape all of life what about your thinking and your and and what you're believing you let that ruminate that starts to affect your life it starts to affect your physical it affects you physically it it can make or break relationships you know yeah you you kind of commiserate with with some they agree with you and then with others you just you you think of them uh, less than you did before how could they not think the way i think on this topic i'm so disappointed uh you know in them for for not thinking the way i think Uh, i think another consequence um can be that it leads to other kinds of sins right Mm -hmm. so this this anger and when i'm in that angry state um my thoughts, my, my words, uh, my uh, patience level with others around me, those, all, those are all impacted as well. Mm-hmm. So I think there are great consequences that come with an anger response. Yeah. Yep. Those are, are really good. Yeah. And so these first four questions are really to identify the problem and how it's affecting us. How is anger affecting us? Because the reality is none of us get away uh, free when we're angry. There's always some, some consequences that come about and we may not feel it in the moment, but there, there are, we see the big ones. We see the big consequences. Like we've seen when people get, you know, really upset, uh, you know, and, and, commit acts of murder you know we've seen that happen more often than not but in this context i think one of the saddest things that we have seen is that mass have brought so much division within believers yeah and this this topic has caused disagreements Mm -hmm. and people to divide it's no you can't even be talked about uh, which some people have hold such strong views and are so upset over this. And some people have left churches, have transferred churches and have judged churches over a mask. It used to be, we weren't allowed to talk about politics at the dinner table. Don't talk about religion and politics. Now don't talk about a mask and we haven't even got to vaccines, but <laughs> who would have ever thought yeah. a day would uh, could come where a pastoral issue would be wearing a mask and trying to help. uh, You know, it's interesting. One of the costs or consequences to anger, um, I think can also be our reputation. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we build this reputation of let's say kindness and respect and patience, et cetera. And then something happens. And in a public setting, even we react in, in anger or we express Mm -hmm. anger uh, suddenly we could, we could have our, we could see our reputations be shattered by that kind of an outburst. Yeah. Um, and, and, and in our, you know, through our reputation, of course, we're, we're trying to maintain the reputation of Christ and and his church and his light and his gospel. So, 
uh, I mean, there, there's a great cost and consequences. Of course, we don't think about these things in the moment, yeah. right? We're, we're reacting and we're so caught up in our own anger, our own frustration with what's going on, our own judgment of the situation yeah. that we don't stop to think, which is, I think what Pallison is saying, what you're saying here is th- this should cause us to stop and evaluate, stop and think. What's mm-hmm. really going on and what are the consequences to what I'm about to do or am doing even in the moment? Okay, so r- after we think through that, what else do we need to think through? What are some other questions? So this is where we turn and start to really point back to the Lord and to his word and really think about uh, the next question of what is true? What is true of our situation that's going on? So we could look at this from many different angles. I think there's two important angles to look at. The first one is this, is fear. You brought that up earlier. So when we think about fear, the fear is more control, right? This is going to lead to more. Uh, Rights are being taken away. This is one example that could be used as an overreach, as we saw, you know, mandates being handed down and how much power a governor or health department has. We never saw that. Uh, before until this event but what is true about even those fears are those fears realistic Uh, i mean it it doesn't seem to be too realistic based on the history of the united states but i mean to push back a little maybe we are seeing some Mm -hmm. movements toward what looks like more control so i'd have to kind of I don't know, half and half on that one. <laughs> yeah. So, so in light of that, yeah. even if it did happen, right. so even if it did lead to it, mm-hmm. what is true of God's word and, and what he calls us to is Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 46, do not fear for I am with you. Yes, right. So the reality is do not fear, not because of what you can see, not because of what's going on, but because I am with you. So what is true is no matter what, even if our greatest fears came true, he is with us. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So not what is true. You know, do do you see the situation? You know, are you wrong in your view of the situation as in the facts of the case, let's say, but are you adding the biblical reality, the most important fact or factor? Right. So it's kind of, you know, I've preached on some of this before where I've said, you know, zoom out, right. Yeah. We're very zoomed in. If we zoom out and get a bigger, broader picture of God's providential care and, and all these promises he's made, like you're saying to don't fear, I'm with you, even yeah. if all this other stuff were to come true. So yeah, good. And, and is this where this, what is true question? Is this where we would address also um, what is relationally true? In other words, uh, the, the reality of those consequences, or is that, I guess that's part of the consequences. Cause I was gonna say relationally, what is true is we are breaking up relationships. Yeah. If we emphasize this. And so what does God's word call us to, to love him and love other others. And, mm-hmm. and we know uh, that God's word does tell us to love others and that there is a relational aspect. So you can't, dev- you can't, uh, take this discussion on math apart or away from talking about relationships yeah. because that's the other angle 
as we think about of what God's word tells us about. Because some of this is, I just don't want to do it. I, 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 I want, I don't want it. We're talking about us, but when we look at what's true and what God's word says, think of Philippians chapter two and read starting in verse three through five, um, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. And then he continues about having the mind uh, of Christ, which he was the example of humility. But think about verse three and four of in humility, count, counting others as more significant and not looking to your own interests, but the interests of others. Yeah. Well, what if, what if someone says to you, Roger, on that point, they said, but I am looking out for their interests because they're just blind to what I'm seeing and I need them to see it. So that's why he adds, but in humility. Hmm. (laughs) So if you can humbly know everything about every situation, every single detail, then you may have a point. But even in your approach, God's word still calls you to their interest. And here's the thing. What if they are a weaker brother? What if they are weaker in their faith? Hmm. The humility calls you not to think you have all knowledge and need to tell it and correct everybody else is to love them where they're at. Yeah. Love them in their struggle, love them in, in their fear of it. What if, uh, you know, that it goes back to, um, you know, we're not allowed to disagree anymore. Remember we talked about that with, with Kayla about disagreements. No, yeah. if, if you can't disagree with one another, there's a, a, a growth in maturity that hasn't taken place. Yeah if you always have to be right and everybody has to get on board with what you believe. Yeah. And, and can we, as Paul says in, in first Corinthians nine and elsewhere too, he alludes to it. I think this Philippians two passage is part of that. Can we surrender our rights for the sake of the body, for the sake of others? Uh, are we so caught up in our rights uh, that we, uh, we lose sight of the unity of the body or, or, just other people's well-being. I think that that's often the case. So what is true? What is true is God calls me to surrender my rights and, and sacrifice for others. And part of helping others to see is coming alongside of others. And my mm-hmm. anger or outbursts or fear, uh, my actions motivated by those things um, don't help others. Uh, mm-hmm they don't help me to come alongside. And so I think you're right. This humility is coming alongside us to lifting their, you know, uh, esteeming them more highly than, than ourselves. These are all what is true. Uh, so yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, even thinking of that, uh, when you think about that, mm-hmm. what's ruling your heart, is it your self-interest and your desires? Right. That's what's being really, really shown in that when, you can't consider others. So, um, but so what would can, be next? Yeah. So the next question is how do we turn to God for help? Right. We, mm-hmm. we don't believe in, uh, uh, that we can do things in our own strength or our own power. We need That's to right. be dependent upon the Lord because we are weak and he is strong and only he can live through us. Mm-hmm. So in turning to the Lord, 
and and taking the things to God, I think in one sense it's it's turning, it's asking, it's seeking him, it's laying our hearts bare before him. It's not lying about where we are, mm-hmm. but it's going before him and trusting him with that. Lord, I do fear, but I know that you are with me and I want you to help me to trust you. Yeah. Lord, it's true. I want what I want when I want it and all the time I want it, but help me not to want it so much. Mm-hmm. Help me to take my, uh, the, the love of self that's ruling me right now. And would you rule my heart? I know you've promised to help me. Yeah. And it's, it's honestly turning to him yeah. uh, in those times. And, and I would, I would add this, Roger, sometimes in those moments to turn to the Lord, there is a sense of shame that we have a sense of embarrassment that we've reacted this way that we've become angry and we're almost too ashamed or embarrassed to turn to the Lord. Mm. Uh, We should not ever be. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's taken our shame, our guilt. He's, he's taken these things and he knows already. It's not like we're going to deceive him and, and hide it from him. And it's okay to have messed up uh, or, or to admit that we've messed up before the Lord and before others. I think there's a wonderful humility there, but um, I know there are times I, 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 in the moment, I feel like the spirit has convicted me. I know yeah. I need to just turn and, and cry out for help, but I'm almost embarrassed. Like I did this again, Lord, you know, that it, this is why Christ came. Yeah. It's exactly why Christ came. And, and uh, yeah, just for encouragement to our listeners. All right. So how do I turn to the Lord for help? And then uh, what's next? Yeah, before we go to the next question, I'll just give you one quick quote that uh, summed up very well uh, that question. If Powelson said, angry people always talk to the wrong person. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the point of turning to the Lord. So let's uh, turn to the next question. Uh, So question seven, how could I respond constructively in this situation? Hmm. In other words... If we're coming before the Lord, we're laying a bear before him, we know the Lord wants us to respond in a different way. What are those real, true ways we can respond? Put on the mask. Yeah. <laughs> love other, love others. Yeah. yeah, in this situation, right? Put it on when we've been asked. And in a sense, uh, uh, you're, you're submitting to the Lord in humility and submitting to others, even though you don't like it, even though you, you may not desire it at that moment, it's better to go against your desires for self in those moments and, and uh, to turn and do something that's helpful instead of uh, becoming more upset about it. And honestly, I would say, how could I respond constructively, put the mask on and then use the, the, in your mind, even the silliness of the masks uh, Mm -hmm. to, build some fellowship and, and find new people in the church. And, you know, uh, one of the cool things about the masks to me, even though I could not stand them, but the cool thing was uh, no one could be mad at me for not recognizing them. (laughs) Newcomers, old comers. And so I could, I could say, wait, who are you again? And and make jokes and then connect with people. I think you can find ways to, to be constructive in in these situations. Okay, good. And uh, last question. So last question is, what are the consequences of your faith and obedience? What could come about by actually 
turning to the Lord and, and doing things differently, instead of becoming upset, what could be the consequences? What are God's, what could be blessings that come from actually doing it differently? What good can come from it? I think the first thing is, is your own heart, calming your own heart, being at peace and just stopping the war and that, that game in your mind of frustration, because in a sense, if God's sovereignly in control, you can't change a situation. That's right. If you, you can, uh, you can feel it in inside that calming peace that comes from the Lord. Yeah. And I, I would then add to that too. So once you've found that peace, once again, trusting the Lord and his sovereignty and his providence, then you can think about what Jesus says. They will know that we're his right by our love for one another. Mm-hmm. And so by putting on the mask and just going out of our way to love the body, well, the unity and peace within the body would be a kind of an evangelistic tool even, right? That the, the world would see, hey, there's peace there. There's not division. There's a unity. There's a love. These people care about each other. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a consequence of faith and obedience in that situation. And what even to, to the world around us, the unbelieving world, even, our, even those we're looking at as our enemies, that we're even submitting in a sense to what their thinking is best at the moment. Yeah. And, and we're not being rebellious in our hearts for reasons that are not, uh, and maybe people disagree, righteous reasons, but yeah. we're, we're showing them that we can even uh, submit to something that is temporary that we've always known was, was temporary yeah. to begin with. We just didn't like that temporary wasn't tomorrow. Right. Right. <laughs> well, it, it, it's interesting. Uh, you know, we're, you're, just kind of leads into another question. And I think one that we're going to have to address in, in probably the next episode, you know, what, what are things that are legitimate to become angry at? Yeah. Yep. Right. This is not a, this isn't a gospel issue. It seems to me, I, I tried every which way to examine it and see, is this a gospel issue wearing a mask? Am I somehow undermining the gospel by requiring in our church family that we do wear the mask? And I, there was no, I could not find a gospel issue there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so to me at that point, then I can easily give it up. Um, but there are some things that we, we rightly and righteously can become angry with. But uh, before we make anyone either righteously or unrighteously angry, <laughs> uh, we probably have to wrap up uh, this yeah. episode. So any any final thoughts, uh, Raj? Maybe recap, recap the questions uh, one more time and then uh, yeah. wrap us up. So the questions are looking at your situation, looking at how you react to that situation, uh, identifying and looking at the motives in the heart, and what some of the consequences are of continuing down that path. Those are the four questions of really looking at the problem of anger mm-hmm. and then turning to the Lord and looking at what's true in God's word, how we turn to him for the help we need, how we can respond uh, constructively to the situation and what are the consequences of faith and obedience. And really these questions are just diagnostic questions to help reorient us back to the reality of the Lord that he's in 
uh, every situation and he's there to help us and to redirect us. This isn't about us. Sometimes it's more about uh, the Lord than we realize, but he's doing something with our anger to draw us back to him. And when we go through this, like as you said earlier, you know, sometimes it's hard to go to him because we feel shame. But if we hold on to the reality that we're at peace with him because of our justification and we have the assurance because of Christ's uh, death and resurrection, yeah. then we have freedom to come to him in our mess, knowing that that doesn't change our relationship right. with him. It's an opportunity for us to see how amazing the gospel is over and over and over again, because anger is something that we'll struggle with uh, in many different ways yeah. and at different times in our lives. So, Yeah. It just reminds me the, the, the questions five through eight or the second half questions remind me of uh, just the thought, you know, uh, the indicative imperative that we talk about a lot. It's yep. just saying, what, what is true? What do we know about ourselves in Christ and live it out? Ask the right questions that would help you to live out that life by his strength. That's why we're turning to him. We can't do it. Just remember what he's given. Remember that you're living in his strength. Look at what, what his pattern of living was and call on our lives and, and follow that uh, by his grace. Well, Roger, thanks for, for this uh, time looking through Paulison's eight questions to ask about anger. Uh, I hope our listeners enjoyed this as much as I did, uh, even though I felt convicted, uh, but it's good. It's good to do so. And if you uh, are, are benefiting from these podcasts, we do encourage you to subscribe and also share the podcast with others, encourage others to listen and uh, reach out to us. If you have topics you'd like us to cover or angles you want us to explore, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, until next time, God bless. If you enjoyed this episode of the Rod and Staff podcast, please subscribe and share with others. For more information or to contact the host with questions or comments, please send email correspondence to feedback at rodnstaff.org. That is feedback at rod, the letter N, staff.org.